Hey everybody, today Rado runs through episode 19 of Crowd Sorcery. And hello everybody, how are you doing? Once again, I am on the road in the RV. Jen is in the back taking a nap. I've got some puppies who are also taking a nap right there behind me. And uh, I, along with Alex, am going to be telling you about the best kickstarting, game founding, backer kidding campaigns that will be ending their runs in the next couple of weeks. And now that Alex has come on board to help me out with this, I've mostly been focusing on the games that have actually appeared on the Rado Runs Through channel. But here's the thing, folks. This episode, everything we're talking about today has not appeared on the channel. I was actually going to talk about Nyaros Falling, but unfortunately they just canceled their campaign and they'll be coming back soon. And I'm sure stronger than ever. I'm really hoping for them because that game looks really cool. But in the meantime, what we're going to do, since I don't have my intro, we're going to go to Alex. Alex is going to tell you about a whole bunch of really amazing stuff. And then... Stick around to the end because I will be back and I will tell you my three favorite game campaigns that Alex has talked about. And I'll do them in countdown format from you know number three, number two, and number one. Sound cool? Well, um, hang on and I'll be right back. But in the meantime, I'm going to throw it over to Alex. Alex, take it away. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. Thanks for the intro, Richard. There's a ton of great crowdfunding campaigns to talk about. But first, like we did last time, we're going to start things off with some honorable mentions, which are basically some campaigns that are either some relaunches or expansions or ones that I've previously talked about that might still be worth checking out. So let's get right into it. Might I suggest some crowd sorcery? Anyways, let's get to it. Number one in the rapid fire honorable mention is Claw, the Claw of Soria expansion, which ends on Kickstarter on March 23rd. This one is an expansion for a bigger game called Soria, which had a successful campaign a little while ago. This is the first expansion for the game, and it adds a cooperative mode and a bunch of new features to the game. So if you backed the original Kickstarter, or if you wish you backed the original Kickstarter and you want to get in on it now, then you should definitely check this one out. The next one on our list is one that I actually talked about last week. It's Alpoyaris and Fisheries of Gloucester. And the reason why I'm bringing it up this week is because it's actually moved its campaign from GameFound to Kickstarter and is ending now on March 27th. This one was a really cool one. I talked about it. If you want to see some more info on it, I talked about it in the last episode of Crowd Sorcery. So check that one out. I, I think it's a, a really cool campaign where you can get in on both of these games, which both seem pretty cool. So definitely check that one. Uh, the next one is Par Pocket Paragons, round two. This is on Kickstarter until March 31st. Uh, this one is sort of a, a player versus player dueling card game. This I'm pretty sure this game won some sort of Best of Gen Con award last year in 2022. This, was, uh, this specific campaign is introducing two new sets of cards for the Acquisitions Inc. and Space Lion. 
uh, franchises. So if you are a part of either of those fandoms, you should definitely check this one out. But also, if you want to get a piece of a really cool two-player card game, then definitely check out this campaign as well. Again, it ends on the 31st of March. And the last one, which also ends on the 31st of March, but this one is on GameFound, is what I'm just calling the Eagle Griffin Collection. So Eagle Griffin Games is publishing or running a campaign rather for five separate Eagle Griffin titles from some pretty famous designers. So this one, there's an opportunity to get five different rewards for the campaign. You can buy them a la carte or you can get them uh, as a part of the whole for a little bit of a discount. The first one is Tannis from Phil Walker Harding, who designed Sushi Go and some other really great games. Uh, next one is Basketball Highlights Crunch Time from Mike's Fiction. Mike Fitzgerald, who also did the baseball highlights and the football highlights as well. I really like baseball highlights uh, 2045, so I'm definitely interested in checking this one out. The next one is a Bard's Day Night. Uh, a Bard Day's Night, I think. I have a hard time saying that one a little bit, but that one seems like a really quick and fun game about singing for your supper. So, uh, you know, definitely check that one out. And then the last one is sort of a twofer. It is the Saxon Legendary, or the Saxon Legacy Collection, rather. That one is two groups of three games each that are either reprints of some classic Sid Saxon games, or, and this is what I find pretty cool, they are found games that were found in his diary that are have now been sort of developed and and created. So I think it's kind of cool to be able to see behind the curtain a little bit. So that Saxon Legacy Collection definitely, I've got my eye on it. So uh, if you're interested in any of those games, definitely check out that campaign on GameFound. Anyways, let's get into the real meat and potatoes of this thing. Let's talk about my favorite crowdfunding campaigns that are ending before April 5th. Okay, the first one we're going to talk about today is Kyperium. This one is on Kickstarter until March 22nd. This one is a sci-fi ta sci themed tableau building game, worker placement game that plays for two players only. So I think that's kind of interesting. In the game, you're going to be playing as these two mining corporations, right? They have been sent on a mission to the Kuiper Belt to mine this new sort of element that they've discovered called Kyperium. And your goal is to mine this and finish this space station to escape the planet Earth, right? It's set in this kind of like dystopian future thing, which I hope is not like in five years or something like that, right? Uh, anyways, the gameplay seems simple, but uh, with some really tough decisions. I think you're going to be playing cards to your half of the board, and there's slots on your half of the board, and you're trying to match up these corners of the cards. And as you do that, you'll be able to create synergies and gain these abilities, but also, as you're playing these cards, you are going to be creating worker placement spots for your opponent to place on. So you have to really balance those two mechanics. I think it's there's some really interesting tension there. And, you know, you're creating opportunities for yourself, but you're also creating opportunities for your opponent. So I definitely think this one sounds super cool. From all the videos, it seems really tense. It seems really exciting. So, And it's a two-player specific game, which... I get requests for it all the time. I'm always on the lookout for, so this one's definitely going on my list. So, anyways, if you're looking for an easy to learn but tough to master two-player game, or you know, if you just yearn to to go back to the mines, then might I suggest Kyperium, which, as I mentioned, is going to be ending very soon on March 22nd. So definitely check that one out. 
All right, the next one I'm going to be talking about is From the Moon, which is on Kickstarter until the 23rd. So you got an extra day on this one. Piece of cake, right? Uh, this is another sci-fi themed game, but this time we're going to be on the moon. And it's also got a little bit of a higher player count. It plays from one to four players. So in this game, you've been sent to the moon to harvest its resources and prepare to colonize excuse me, other locations uh, around the universe. So essentially, it's a worker placement game. It seems like a pretty standard worker placement in that way, but they do introduce this idea of something that I thought was really cool, which is called worker crafting. So basically... In the game, you're going to be placing your Mars or your rovers, your moon rovers, onto the planet and collecting different resources, taking different actions. But the actions that you're allowed to take when you place your rover on the board will be determined by the specialists that you put into the rover. So you're going to have these little little characters that you'll put in the rover that will determine the types of actions and resources that you can collect. I think that's really interesting because, you know, usually in a game like this, the types of actions that you take at the beginning of the game will be different from the ones at the end of the game. So I definitely am interested in the way that this affects the gameplay. So I'm really excited about this system. Plus, uh, they also mentioned that the starting factions are asymmetric, which definitely adds to the replayability of this one. The, and uh, that's not even to mention that the components, I think, are really amazing. Uh, I mean, that rover is just really cool. So, um, and I'll also mention that this is going to be published by Le Boite de Jeu, which is uh, a really cool French publisher that uh, I like some of their other games. So I'm really excited to check this one out. Anyway, so if you want a sci-fi game with uh, an innovative worker placement system, something a little bit different than your typical worker placement game, or if you just like me and you want to ride around in that really cool little moon rover then might i suggest from the moon and like i mentioned before this one is ending very soon march 23rd so definitely check this one out before then all right next one up is a game called encounters shattered waste shattered wastes excuse me and this one's on kickstarter until march 24th so this one is a cooperative boss battling card based game for one to four players and it's based on, or it's inspired by the uh, like the classic turn-based JRPG video games. It reminds me a lot of the Golden Sun franchise, which I played a lot when I was a kid. So that immediately had me hooked onto this game. In the game, you're going to play as a team of heroes. You are going to attempt to slay some sort of big boss, a big bad evil guy, right? By buffing, attacking, and using your special abilities, right? The, you're going to be playing these cards to attack and defend and heal each other and stuff like that, but you're also going to have options to upgrade your characters as the game goes on. So it seems like the replayability of this one would be super high because you you know there's a lot of bosses to, to fight against, but there's also different ways that you can build your character to see how they work well with one another. So I think that's great. One thing, though, that really caught my eye about this one is that when your character gets low on health or might be close to dying, you can choose to kind of sell your soul or lose your soul or something like that to become the shattered version of yourself, of yourself. hence the Shattered Wastes title. Now, the shattered version of yourself, you get to heal up and you get more power and you're super strong, but you're also much more vulnerable than you were in your original state. So it's kind of like a last chance maneuver that you can do to really try to stick it on the boss. I also think it's cool the boss has, all the bosses have two phases. So they've got 
you, you, you beat the first phase and then you have to defeat the second phase, which is even more scary and has different abilities and stuff like that. So I think they've really dedicated this one to the theme. The theme is really cool. It has this really cool pixely artwork, which really totally gets that immersive factor in there. Uh, I just, I think this one is really going to remind you of those like Golden Sun type games and in board game form. And I think that's really cool. So if you're really, you know, if you're looking for a really interesting cooperative game that's, that is reminiscent, that's reminiscent of those nostalgic like JRPG type of games, or if you've always wanted to know what it's like to gain the world and lose your soul, as they say, then might I suggest encounters shattered wastes and this one will be on kickstarter until march 24th so make sure you get on it <clears throat> all right next one up is the soul of ankyril this one is on kickstarter again until march 24th that one seems to be a pretty popular day anyways in this one it's a tactical player versus player card game for two to four people i think with four people you play in teams or i guess maybe you can connect but in this game you're going to start with a deck of cards there are six asymmetrical factions that you can choose from each of them representing a different element and each of them having totally different ways that you can win different strategies as well they they have some thematic abilities which i think are, are really cool you're going to be using these cards in the deck that you start with to summon different allies which have these really cute little art on the board uh you'll be able to cast spells and things like that you're going to move around the board and you're trying to both defend your position from your opponent and try to destroy your enemy's portals if you will so it's got magic it's got fantasy it's got cute animals i mean that's pretty hard to beat really from a campaign perspective the art definitely is amazing it reminds me a lot of living forest or Batoku, both of which have fantastic art and visuals so i think that was immediately what sold me on this one uh the gameplay also just seems pretty straightforward the strategy though seems to be that this you know it, it derives from understanding the different factions and how they interact with each other both the strengths and the weaknesses of each faction that you can play with so i think that's a really fun puzzle so if you're looking for a really cool pvp experience with uh, some really tactical card play and you know or if you're just a sucker for some cool fantasy animal art like i am then might i suggest the soul of ankyril which is on kickstarter until again march 24th march 24th big day so don't miss out speaking of march 24th the next one that i'm going to talk about is reviving Katmandu, which is also on kickstarter until march 24th this one is a campaign that i feel like is definitely flying under the radar a little bit but i think it's definitely worth checking out it is a bidding and a set collection game for one to six players. In the game, you're going to be playing as architects competing to rebuild the city of Kathmandu after a devastating earthquake by building new monuments and restoring the city to its former glory. I think that's a pretty cool theme. Uh, you can play on teams, you can play competitively, you can play in solo mode. So there's a lot of different options for play on this one. Uh, in each turn, you're going to be using your tokens to bid on uh, these monuments that come out into the market. And it kind of has this interesting grid bidding system that looks really cool in the videos. Once you get the monuments, once you win the bids or get the monuments or draw them from the deck, you will be able to place them in your city and try to complete some of your private objectives. So the gameplay itself seems 
pretty cool and the art looks really cool, but I think the thing that really brought this one to the top of my list was the fact that it is kind of a board game for a cause. So the some of the proceeds from this game and from this campaign are going to go to to some charity work in actual Katmandu to help build a, a school and things like that. So I think that's an amazing cause and even regardless of the game, that would be something that I would like to support. But it also helps that the game seems really cool. So if you want to play something that has uh, this really cool art style, uh, simple but you know really clever gameplay uh, that also happens to be for a good cause, then might I suggest reviving Katmandu. Alright, the next one up is uh, a little bit of a smaller one. This one is called Ichabod Jones Monster Hunter The Card Game. I think I got all those words in there. Uh, this one is going to be on Kickstarter until March 29th, so give you a couple extra days after that big March 24th, right? This one is a semi-cooperative card game for four players. Uh, semi-cooperative is something that always jumps out to me. I personally am a big fan of semi-cooperative, although it's kind of uh, hit or miss, I think, with a lot of games that use semi-cooperation semi as a mechanic. But in this game, you're going to be playing as different characters that are escaping a mental asylum. They, you will be fighting these monsters together, but you are trying to thematically, you're trying to figure out, are these monsters actually real or are they just voices in your head? Which, uh, albeit a little bit creepy, seems like an interesting thing. You will be using your combos of cards in your hands and working with other players to defeat these monsters. You're going to be killing these monsters that come up on the table. But you have to pay attention because all of the monsters that you defeat, the defeated monsters, will provide endgame bonuses for you based on the cards that you have left in your hand, right? So there's this really interesting tension between do I play this card to defeat this monster or do I hope to hold on to it because it's going to help me with this endgame bonus over here, right? So that's where the semi-cooperativeness comes in and I think that is really interesting. Now, the art of this game is based on the comic book of the same name. I think, generally, it seems like it could be a little bit polarizing. If you like the style, though, you should definitely check it out. It reminds me a little bit of Mind Management in that way. Mind Management was a game that was also kind of based on this graphic novel series. And in Mind Management, I would say that some people really love the art and some people were, you know, it kind of turned them off a little bit. This one could be something like that, but definitely worth checking out either way. The gameplay itself, though, hopefully will will sort of cure all wounds in that in that sense. But I think that if you're a fan of the comics at all, then you should definitely check it out. Check this one out. But, you know, if you just have some uh, voices in your head or something telling you to find an interesting take on the semi-cooperative game, then you should, then might I suggest Ichabod Jones Monster Hunter The Card Game, which, as I mentioned before, is going to be ending on Kickstarter on March 29th. All right. Let's get into another one. It's called Lore. This one is going to be on Kickstarter until March 30th. So you got an extra day on that one. And this one is a really interesting campaign. So this one is a high fantasy adventuring game for two to four players. In the game, you're going to take on the role of a classic fantasy archetype, like a knight or a rogue, and you're going to be traveling to far-off kingdoms, you're going to be completing quests and writing new lore all about your fantastical adventures. So, I think that's a pretty cool theme, but I will say, when I first saw it, I was like, hmm, 
I've definitely seen this one before, so I'm interested in seeing what they do that's fresh. So, on your turn, you're going to be drawing events, you're going to be moving to new locations and taking actions like creating lore, hunting for treasure, or dueling monsters. Now, one thing though, I will say that I like about this game is it's kind of taking a new spin on this high fantasy genre. So, most of the time when you see a game with this theme, it kind of falls into that more grittier hyper real side of things kind of like the art like imagine the art from D the D&D books and Wizards of the Coast and things like that I'm not saying that's bad but that's generally what you see when you think high fantasy I'd say now this one though definitely uses some of this really amazing artwork that almost feels like a storybook to to make it feel a little bit lighter and I would say accessible to the common person so I think that's always good in a game something I'm always looking for so that's one thing that I really enjoyed about lore it all feels, the whole thing feels really nicely produced, and I was really surprised to find out that this is actually from a first-time publisher. The campaign d definitely does not look like it. It looks like they've, they're have they a pro, for sure, especially with like the marketing and the videos and things like that. So, kudos to them. This one looks like it's it's well-produced, really well-thought-out, uh, and, and because of the art and, you know, the simple gameplay and things like that, it just seems like a, a, a blast and something that I'm definitely worth checking out. So, if you're looking for that daily dose of fantasy adventure with some in simple gameplay, uh, but some really amazing art, or if you just need to escape reality for a while and fight a goblin or two, then might I suggest Lore, which is ending on Kickstarter on March 30th. Alright, we've got mm, three more to go, I think. Uh, the first one is uh, Star Tycoon. Star Tycoon is the next one that's coming out, uh, or that's ending on Kickstarter on March 30th, again. This one is a sci-fi themed game, so we've had plenty of those, but this one is more about that market manipulation, and it plays from one to six players. So, if you love a good Excel spreadsheet economic game, then this one seems like it's going to be right up your alley. In this game, you're trying to have the most thriving galactic economy by the end of the game by buying resources low and selling them high, you know? It turns out the laws of supply and demand are really universal, I guess. So, in this game, you're going to be claiming planet systems. You're going to be building an engine to gain victory points, but also gain resources. You're gonna be producing these resources, maybe even a few illegal ones if you're if you're really crazy. Uh, but you're doing that to influence the market and kind of expand the reach of space capitalism, right? That's uh, you know to the far reaches of outer space. So, you know, if that sounds right up your alley, then you should definitely check this one out. There's a resource value tracker in it. There's an ever-changing card market. There's multiple paths to victory. So, I mean, in an economic game, what more could you ask for? I think, so if economic games are your jam, if this is like right up your alley, if this is, you know, if I said Excel spreadsheet and that piqued your interest, then you should definitely check this one out. And, you know, if you want to know if, in space anyone can hear you scream, I win, then might I suggest Star Tycoon, which is on Kickstarter until March 30th. All right. The second to last one on the list is a game called Purim, which is on Kickstarter until March 31st. Now this one is a cooperative hand management area control game for one to four players. In this game, you're gonna be playing as messengers, traveling across the territories of the Middle East and Asia Minor to spread the good news of the liberation of the Jewish people. 
but you're going to be playing against the bad guys, the 10 wicked sons of Haman, who are trying to spread false narratives and keep persecuting the Jewish people. Now, if you can spread the good news to all the territories on the map before the end of the game, then you're going to win. But if even just one territory still believes the false words of Haman's sons, then you lose. Now, Purim is based on a religious theme. It's, it's a story that has uh, been detailed in the Bible a little bit, but uh, I wouldn't say that you need to be religious or sort of know the backstory to, to enjoy this game. It still seems like a, a, a quality game from a gameplay standpoint as well, regardless of the theme. So most of the gameplay features these multi-use cards, which I think are always interesting. They have powers that will activate for both you and for the Sons of Haman, so you really have to order your actions in the right order so that you can maximize what you are planning to do on your turn. They also, these cards also have a third end effect, which if they're left in your hand at the end of the rounds, they're going to activate that end effect. So they can have up to three different effects on them, which is a lot to think about, but seems really interesting and, and thinky, a, a, a nice heavier puzzle there. So uh, I think this one with the multi-use cards and the area control seems like a really interesting game. I, I would say though, this one seems really tough, I want to say, like, but in a good way, right? You want a good cooperative game to present you with a challenge. I think this one is going to be really tough, but really cool. It's There's also ways that you can scale the base game to make it even trickier once you get the hang of it. So if you're looking for a cool and challenging cooperative game, that has a unique theme that I don't think I've really seen anywhere else, then might I suggest Purim. And like I mentioned before, this one is available until the last day of the month, March 31st, on Kickstarter. Alright, rounding us out in this list is a game called The Hunt. Now this one is on GameFound, so this one is the only one except for the Eagle Griffin collection that is on GameFound and not Kickstarter. This one is going on GameFound until April 4th. So you've got a little bit of time on this one. This one though is a tr is an interesting one for me because I don't really play war games and this one I would consider a war game I guess but it still seems really really interesting. So in the hunt it's a two-player asymmetrical strategic naval dueling game if that makes any sense, right? In the game, you're gonna be playing as either the German forces trying to sink these freight ships off the coast of South America, or as the British forces trying to hunt down the German ships and sink them in a final battle. So each player is going to get this deck of 18 cards, I believe, and they're going to be using these cards to manipulate their forces, take different actions, and power the battles that happen at the end of the game. So. The German player is going to have fewer units, definitely, but they're using hidden movement to kind of sneak around and blow up freight ships at unexpected times. The British players, on the other hand, have more numbers, definitely, but they'll need to deduce the German fleet's location before they can take them down. Now, just if, if the British players finds the German players, that's all well and good, that'll trigger you the end game, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to win. So. The British players still have to defeat the German warship in battle in a in a you know five-round duel in order to win the game. So the game seems pretty simple on the face of it, but it really does feel very like it packs a lot of strategy in kind of a small space. So I'm actually 
pretty interested in this one. I, I'm not even, like I mentioned, I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of war games or anything, but this one seems like it could appeal to the war gaming crowd and just the people that are interested in strategic two-player games. So if you are a fan of historical games, this one is for you. If you're a fan of war games, definitely check this one out. Uh, or if you just want a little two-player skirmish that's, you know, going to be a brain burner for both sides of the table, then might I suggest The Hunt, which is on GameFound until April 4th. Now that I've gone through all of these games and you've decided which ones you like the most, I'm going to pass it back to Richard and he's going to talk about some of his favorites. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, thank you, Alex. That was some very, very cool stuff. But folks, you've waited long enough. I'm about to tell you my top three in countdown format. And number three is Kyperium. And I got to say, it looks very, very cool. I love the ideas here. The building of the worker placement board over time by trying to get the colors matching at the co corner of the cards. But even more so, creating worker placement spots for your opponent and having to worry about that all sounds very, very neat. And it looks like a really great presentation. Number two, however, is From the Moon. What is going on with a mankind must escape the earth sci-fi games this week that are all about worker placement with really cool ideas um from the moon uh, hit scratches that itch too and oh my gosh folks the workers in this the cool little miniatures that you load up with other miniatures that you then load up with little cardboard shits all seems very cool but even better the engine building the tile laying man this thing really comes together it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm very excited but number one folks is not something that uh, Alex gave the full court press to because in the last episode of Crowd Sorcery, he uh, did a full section on, um, oh, was it, uh, Alpajaris. Alpajaris and fisheries of Gloucester which um, are still going to be ending very, very soon. I did think he talked about it a little bit uh, more in this episode, but uh, I've been excited about this ever since I watched Kimberly's video on her channel, Tabletop Tolson, because she's played, I'll do, um, gosh darn it, Al Pujaris, and she was raving about it. And I am always down to check out the latest from designer Steve Finn. He is just one of the best, one of my all-time faves. And so he's got a really cool two-for-one combo, and they both look really nice. I love time tracks. I love polyomino tile laying, and the way both of these games handle these different things seems really, really nice. And uh, Steve Finn never lets me down. So, um, yeah, it's something to check out as well, folks. Now, there's going to be links for 
everything we've talked about today down in the show notes and go ahead and click them or click any of that stuff over there or subscribe to me or Alex over here. And um, we're done, folks. The show is over and I'm just going to stare off into the middle distance at this uh, golf course which is where we're uh, staying the night. Oh, you can't see it, but it's a lovely golf course. And uh, man, the weather is miserable. I was promised Arizona is the sunshine state. Where's my sunshine?